I'm very excited to share this recording with you guys, which happened at our conference, sasopen.com, with over 100 speakers, all founders of B2B SaaS companies. We have a very high bar for what speakers share on stage, so you're gonna enjoy this episode where we dive deep into revenue graphs, real tactics, and real growth metrics. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to getlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at getlatka.com. Hi, everyone. So yeah, my name is Lucian, and I'm CEO and co-founder of Surfer, a B2B SaaS product that we grew uh, to 15 million ARR in uh, around five years with less than $1 million in, of marketing spent in total. At Surfer, we are building an AI SEO content <clears throat> automation platform that does all the heavy lifting around content ideation, writing, optimization, and then uh, performance measurement so that you can focus on the stuff that matters, which is telling the story to your customers, and we are taking care of making sure they can find it. Um, should I see the slide somewhere or not? Okay. Um, so over the next uh, 20 minutes, I'm going to show you some marketing tactics that, for us, um, were a waste of time, and we didn't attempt them at all, or we just attempted them and wasted some time. Uh, there is some stuff that's usual, uh, yet can be tricky to execute, or it's kind of like underrated. So I'm going to talk about pricing a bit, about affiliate marketing, about building a community. And finally, we have some weird shit tactics that kicked us. Um, we launched a Chrome extension to 500K uh, with the active users. Uh, we did a partnership with Jasper, and then I'll share one simple trick how to make your G2 reviews go through the roof. So here's our revenue growth. Um, we had like almost $1 million in 2019, and uh, last year we closed at around 15. And uh, most of the tactics I'll, tell, uh, I'll talk about today will be applicable across all of this range. Okay. Um, but um, if it's not, then I will, of course, let you know. Um, so, yeah, starting with tactics, that can be a waste of time. And the first one, the, just I want to share the recent experiment that we did on, like, uh, general growth tactics, which um, I use the term for, like, kind of like whether you are using a freemium model, a free trial, demo, or, uh, in general, how do you uh, convert your customers Here's the recent experiment that we launched like a month ago. So on the chart, you see like in general conversion rate from signed up user. So basically after they put an email and password, sign up, and then they have to basically choose the plan <clears throat> and then uh, take out the credit card and pay. So this is the conversion uh, up until before the experiment we, where we didn't have any kind of free trial. So whenever you wanted to try Surfer, you had to pay the money up front. So it's roughly 15%. And then we thought, yeah, maybe it's a good idea to let 
people try Surfer without, you know, paying upfront $59 uh, just for like a credit card details. We'll charge them after seven days. That's probably going to make the conversion much higher. And <laughs> it didn't actually work like that. The conversion rate almost didn't move. And that really is a conversion rate, not to the, like the payment after you uh, activate the trial, but just to the trial. So in general, it seems like people, uh, at least for our customers, it's kind of the same uh, thing to just take $59 out of the pocket versus like if we charge them after seven days, the conversion rate is the same. But the idea here is um, really, if you are just starting or um, if you are just below $10 million ARR probably, <clears throat> you, should, you should focus on building a shut up and take money money product. So focus on getting those early adopters. They will basically either buy your product or not. They don't care about you know, trials, freemium. If they believe in your value proposition, they will pay for your product. If they don't, it's not a problem of uh, bad marketing or, or conversion rate optimization, but rather a product problem. <clears throat> um, yeah, so build a shut up, shut up and take my money product and just charge your damn customers upfront, ideally annually. Uh, another one is SEO. And why the hell is CEO of an SEO product company telling you that SEO can be a waste of time? Well, uh, it was for us, but we were in quite unique position. So um, <clears throat> just bear with me. Here's a decision-making uh, chart that you can use to tell if you should do SEO. Why we didn't do that? Because we were bootstrapping. So we were kind of like short on money. <clears throat> Our niche was highly competitive, so we were to compete with HREF, SEMrush, HubSpot, big domains, big players. So if that's the case, you will need to wait for results for a long time, like a year or so, and you'll need to invest a lot of money. And if you are bootstrapping, you don't have this money, and ideally you get your cash flowing from the get-go to just um, be able to, to invest more on tactics that will um, compound over, over time. <clears throat> so, yeah, um, if you are profitable, uh, over $1 million ARR, you do invest in SEO. So we just waited for, uh, for some time. If you, if you are not bootstrapped, if you have highly competitive niche, so you probably have to ask your investors, are they willing to wait for results? And if they don't, you change your investors because... You know, it's a long-term game. It's always a long-term game. And uh, <clears throat> the best marketing tactics uh, compound over time. So uh, if you just focus on, on stuff that's taking, uh, giving you immediate effect or are easily measurable, then it's not going to work. Um, so offline conferences. Um, many people do. We did the same. Like, yeah, Web Summit. Let's go on a Web Summit. So many people, right? So many potential customers will talk to, you know, different people. They will buy our product. Well, <laughs> it doesn't work like that because out of those thousands of, of people at the conference, there was just a little, um, just little be really interested in your product, be part of your ideal customer profile. 
And then out of those, you'll be able to talk to like, I don't know, 50, and then there's just one person that will buy, or ideally, maybe it's not even one person. So don't go to, to like big conferences uh, trying to sell your product if you're just getting started. Uh, what to do instead? Uh, go for a local meetup. Uh, you will be able to form much more intimate relationship with your customers, early adopters. It will compound over time as well, much better. Or uh, we also did um, one big conference, and it makes sense as long as it targets your, your ICP um, precisely. Like we went to the conference for SEO professionals, decision makers about you know buying software, and um, <coughs> that that can work. But don't go to like generic uh, website or SaaS talk conferences. So the, the usual stuff: pricing. How many of you? experimented, changed your pricing over the last, last six months? 20, 30, 40%. That's, that's nice, but everyone should do that, really, because uh, it's, it's, a, it's a, huge, uh, a huge growth lever for, for any SaaS company. So uh, here is the real-world pricing survey outline that we just launched for our new product. And the idea is to launch such a survey uh, before you start working on, uh, on a product, and not after or never, uh, because it's, it will make you much easier to invest your time later on, much more confident whether you are building the right thing. And basically, it will put you in the right frame of mind how to frame your value proposition to ask people like how much money are willing to spend on it. So get much more pre precise description of your, what you are building. And then the artifact from that, it's like presentation or 50 slides around different you know, data points. But this is one of the most interesting ones, um, which shows you, like in our case, the market penetration maximizing, maximizing price was like $15 per article. Um, but then we could charge much more to maximize the revenue. Much, much less people will buy, like 10%, but the revenue will go, go up. So we'll have, it will be much easier for you to decide like, how, how, uh, how you should price the product that you're launching. And actually, like, besides, besides conducting the willingness to, pay research, uh, willingness to pay research before creating a new product, you should start pricing higher and not like lower uh, than your competitors because at the beginning you are looking for early adopters. They will have higher willingness to pay. So you can just capitalize on this and just get some money to get started. Uh, it's, it's, it's like if you are bootstrapping, you should be looking uh, for, for exactly that. Uh, don't use discounts. Don't do lifetime deals. Um, next to affiliate, uh, affiliate marketing. So here is, the slide is actually wrong uh, because it includes Jasper partnership, but cut it like in half and you'll, you'll have an idea how much revenue does affiliate partnership along bring, uh, affiliate marketing brings us. <clears throat> so roughly like billion and a half for 2022. And it's a, it's a nice channel. Uh, people are generally afraid of spending like 30% commission fee uh, like 
someone will get 30% lifetime for my customers, that's a lot. But if you price higher, you have, you'll have some leeway to do that. So that's one. And the actual commission is lower uh, because if you, if you chase like big affiliates, uh, then you'll get uh, brand awareness uh, because you know, they will um, show it to their community, spread the word. So brand awareness is like you cannot measure that. Uh, affiliate links are often often skipped as well. So, <laughs> community building, like <laughs> there's one tip I can share that the, the, the biggest one is that be authentic, be real, be memorable. Like this is our how to surf a wiki walkthrough with me, how our uh, our CPO and like you cannot not memorize this guy, right? <laughs> so um, it, it, it's. Like so, so sad to see all those B two B startups, SaaS products, have this boring marketing, like just like anyone else. Nothing really, you know. <laughs> you don't have to necessarily do that. But <laughs> be someone, right? Be someone. Be where your customers are. Not like launch Slack channel because it's convenient for you. If your customers hanging hang around Facebook. Do the Facebook group. You need to test where is the the best, uh, where is the best for your uh, for your customers. And weird shit tactics. So Chrome extension. Uh, we saw an opportunity. Keywords everywhere was uh, like a leading Chrome extension for uh, seeing basically seeing search uh, search volume data directing Google. And one time they said it's going. You know you're going to have to pay for this. And we had. We saw like huge backlash on Facebook. Like, why do we have to pay for this? We don't want to pay. It was like one dollar a week, but still, it made difference to 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 their customers. They had like I don't know 500k uh, or so users, and we we're like, we have this data. We can build this. So uh, we did. In two weeks, uh, we created Keyword Surfer, and we saw like articles uh, like this. It looks like keywords everywhere. But not completely. So we had a lot of PR from the get-go. We reached 65,000 users, like potentially interested in our product, like seeing Surfer logo every time they opened Google. That's, that was powerful for brand awareness. Right now it's like 500k users, and it's one of the reasons uh, why we are so uh, efficient uh, with our marketing spend. The enabler was that we had to make decisions, decision about doing this immediately, fast, and execute fast, and just uh, use the opportunity that we, that we saw. So you cannot replicate that, probably, but you can replicate the decision-making process uh, about looking for opportunity and executing as fast as you can. Uh, it doesn't bring a lot of direct conversions, but brand awareness. Is, is there uh, Jasper partnership? Same story. We met. Uh, we met in the evening, like in April, with the CEO of of, of Jasper because they saw uh, like they saw a lot of customers asking for server integration. We saw a lot of customers asking for Jasper integration. So we're like, yeah, let's do it. Twenty eight hours later, this ready made product. Like you could open Jasper, sign up with Surfer account. And boom, you saw all of our guidelines directly there. And it's crazy because 20% of our revenue is brought by Jasper. 
brand awareness skyrockets and so on. But it's kind of a threat if, if you depend so much on one, uh, one customer acquisition channel. Question? Exactly, yes, that's us. Yes, yes. So in Jasper, you can ima enable server integration and you'll see our guidelines how to write the content. Yes, so that it runs. 30% commission, you know, it's, it's freezing, but um, it's worth it. Uh, yeah, lifetime, lifetime. Uh, how to make your re reviews on G2 uh, go like, <laughs> you see like uh, between like February 2021 to uh, June, we went from 20 to 120. Keyword surfer reviews <laughs> from 128 to 200 in, in a month. What happened? One simple trick, ask your customers a favor in exchange for a credit in your product. Like, get server certified, two content editor credits, write a G2 review, one content editor credit, and, and so on and so forth. You can figure out a lot of growth tactics around this framework, <coughs> and it's working wonders. Um, your system credits? Yes, we have usage-based. Uh, the thing is, people are not using those credits anyway because they have so, much, so big limits. They are using like 20, 10, 20% limits. They still do it. I don't know why. And the, the thing is, if you ask them to write a G2 review, they won't do like one star because they would feel bad about it. So they either leave a good review or no. No review at all. So it's great. Um, people will do anything in exchange for free credits if your product is, product is right. Yeah. No, no. Jasper does this tactic as well. <laughs> uh, so uh, the great stuff was enabled by execution, speed of execution, creativity. You just wait for opportunity and jump on it and execute as fast as you can. And here's a really quick framework how you can figure out whether to invest in particular marketing tactics at any given revenue level. So if you are just getting started, you need immediate effect because you need the cash flow to get flowing. You need to be cost and time effective because, of course, you don't have any of those. But you also need a compounding or profound effect because it, if, you, if you are willing to invest in tactics that will bring your I know, conversion 20%, if you have like 100 customers, that's not going to work. That's not how you build a, a big company. You need 10x, uh, 10x stuff or stuff that will compound over time. If you are growing bigger, you can, you know, uh, you can just do uh, around effect and cost time effectiveness because you can invest over longer time. Uh, you don't need this immediacy. And then <laughs> if you have one million above, you can just invest in stuff that's compounding, like brand awareness, or if, they, if it has a, a big effect also. Uh, so it's it, cost doesn't matter anymore. So I showed you some taxes as well. Waste of time, usual, trickle, uh, underrated, and some weird shit stuff. And thank you very much.
Good luck and have fun.